Thank you. So good to be here. Um, Just want to acknowledge your pastor. You may be seated. He has been helping us out at Maryland. Um, He's just such a great brother in Christ, someone I can learn off of. He is older and wiser and more experienced. (laughs) And um, yeah, he has been such a blessing to us at Maryland. And so when, when I told the team that I was coming here to Roselle, like a lot of them showed up just out of respect for Ward because we are so grateful to him and we love him so much. And I know many of you in the room and I just love C3 Roselle. I love what you've been doing here. I love um, the outreach that you, you've been doing at Glebe and I'm excited to work with Liz as um, the, the next C3 Cares is, is launched here and uh, just looking forward to oh, what God is what God is doing across Sydney, it's so great to be, you know, one of our little location, your location, all the locations across Sydney working together and, um, and, and, and reaching this city for Jesus Christ. And when I was sitting in um, worship, actually, that was beautiful worship. I work with Shannon. I see her, beautiful girl sitting in reception, best smile in the world, seriously. And... Um, And I was sitting in in the worship and the presence of God was so beautiful and I felt him speak to my heart that that he was going to resurrect dreams here this morning. That, you know, just like we're talking about Pentecost Sunday here this morning and um, when Jesus appeared after the resurrection and he proved, you know, who he was to the disciples, you know, he brought resurrection life to them and he imparted and I felt like God was doing that here this morning there was a release from heaven over this morning you know and people being stirred up in in their dreams of oh oh, it's maybe something that you've tried before but it didn't work out I felt God say yes I just felt like a yes on it here this morning like a yes from heaven like try again power of my Holy Spirit will help you And um, so I hope that blesses you, whatever you're feeling, whatever's stirring in your heart, whatever, you know, whatever's going on, like whether it's, oh, maybe I could go to Bible college, or maybe I could step out and plant that connect group, or maybe I could do this, or sing in the worship team, or or whatever, whatever it is that you feel like God is, 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 is planting in your heart, you know, I feel like there will be an equipping from heaven to bless that. Awesome. In Jesus' name, so good. And, you know, I'm, I'm definitely one of those people that, you know, when I stepped out for the Lord, you know, Ward was talking about, you know, we've seen um, across the care services, you know, over a thousand people say yes to Jesus. And, and I remember back in the early days and I, I remember just going, you know, God, I just, I just have a hunger to see people know you because for the longest time I lived knowing you but not really following you. And I didn't get it. It didn't click. And I just really, I want to be part of the answer for this world. But I felt like I was excluded. I felt like I was disqualified. You know, I had these labels over me, divorced, single mom, you know, all these things that, that maybe you would, you know, kind of say, no, I can't do anything for the Lord. No, I can't. Whatever it is that you put over yourself, I'm too shy. I hear that a lot. But, you know, It's like really the equipping of the Holy Spirit that enables this to happen. It is the power of God. You know, when when you say yes to God, He comes in and fills the gap. Um, Just, I was just thinking recently in our C3 Cares, we've just started a a new Thursday um, kind of uh, 
day where we've invited charity groups in to come and, um, and, and we bless them with clothes and items and, and things like that. And um, I work at Silverwater during the week, Oxford Falls sometimes, and we have the clothing room at Silverwater because they've got a big ve- empty venue and, you know, I just filled it up with clothes. So <laughs> that's how it happened. So, you know, and I was just like, as soon as we stepped out, and said, okay, we're going to do this because we want to meet new people and we want to bless people and we want to help people and we want them to know the love of God. We have just been inundated with free stuff. Like, God bless my father, he's sitting right here supporting me this morning. It's like, Dad, we've got more free stuff, can you go and get it? <laughs> it's like, so it's just like as soon as we step out and, and do even small things for the Lord, he just, he pours on the blessing, he pours on the favour to enable it to happen. Awesome. So this weekend is is Pentecost Sunday and here at C3 Church we are known as a Pentecostal church and we are a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We're a church empowered by the Holy Spirit. But if this is new language to you, I just want to explain a a little bit what Pentecost means. Literally, it just means 50. Just means 50th. That's all it means. So if you're thinking, oh, that's a weird word, I don't get it. That's what it means. And basically, it's like the 50 days after uh, the Passover um, was was the time that the Jews uh, celebrated in the Old Testament. And it was also the time when the Holy Spirit came. The Holy Spirit came and changed everything. And, um, you know, I want to encourage you today, if if you haven't read these chapters in your Bible, we're going to look at them a little bit this morning, but um, I want to encourage you to go home, read Acts 1 and 2, like get it in you, like this stuff will change your world when you take a hold of it. It's like, that wasn't just for them, that is for me today, to live my life equipped, called, drawn out, you know, it, it, it's life-changing stuff. It really is. So if, we, if you have your Bibles here this morning, we're going to go to Acts. And I'm reading from the Passion Translation. I found this new translation. Every now and then I change translations just to shake it up. So I'm on, I'm on the Passion Translation this morning. Don't worry. It says all the same things as your Bible, maybe just in a, in a different sound. But it says Acts 1 verse 2, and he's talking about Jesus. Just before he ascended into heaven, he, Jesus left instructions for the apostles he had chosen by the Spirit. After the sufferings of his cross, Jesus appeared alive many times to these same apostles over a 40-day period. Jesus proved to them with many convincing signs that he had been resurrected. So a couple of things around these verses. It says, Jesus chose and made decisions guided by the Holy Spirit. If Jesus chose and made decisions guided by the Holy Spirit, how much more do we need the Holy Spirit to be influencing our decisions, where we spend our time, who we spend it on, who we, who we invest into? Like these, these, these principles in the Bible, as we watch and we draw them out, they are so applicable to our daily lives. He left instructions. That's pretty clear. He left instructions to disciples. You know, we need to pay attention to that. And these people who had walked with him and seen him, they needed convincing signs that he had been resurrected. How much more will we and and the people around us need convincing signs? You know, we are called to be a people of faith, but we're not asked to be, you know, just blind believers with no evidence. 
We have the Holy Spirit who is a deposit, who is a guarantee, who will help us show people and prove to people that God is real, that Jesus rose from the dead, that he is alive, that he is who he says he is. You know, and this is this is made possible through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, all of us as individuals have the power to work convincing signs, not through our power, but through the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. We have the power to pray for the lost and for God to, to work their circumstances out in a way that just they're just blown away. We have the power to, heal, to, to pray for people and see healing. We have the power to see miracles in people's lives. So many times at our CARES outreaches, and I really, I really do love our CARES outreaches. They kind of can freak me out sometimes at the different characters you get in the room. And, you know, some of them can be quite uh, opposite to what you're saying and quite negative or even they're trying to be quite helpful and they just get in the way or whatever. But, but you know, it's, it's really, I just love it because God shows up so much. And it's just you, you go into that place and you have a word for someone and they're like, how did you know I had a child? Or, or you're praying for someone and, you know, we had a lady, she, uh, she was um, in a wheelchair and um, she was, her husband and her were just really upset because they were about to go in the next day and, and, and she was about to have surgery on her brain. And there was liquid on her brain. And, you know, we just, we just prayed. You know, God, work a miracle so she doesn't have to go through this. She was very, very anxious about it. She turned up to hospital the next day. And they did an x-ray. And they're like, well, it's all gone. You know, like these, <laughs> these convincing signs. And I'm not, I'm not a healing evangelist by any means. Like that is my least comfortable area. You know, I'll pray for houses for people and believe with it or with, you know, and I'll pray for jobs and I'll pray for healing. I'm just like, okay, Jesus, turn up, <laughs> you know. It's not about us. It's not, a, it's, it's about the Holy Spirit and just saying yes, just saying yes. So, um, in a, it goes on. So in verse, uh, after verse 3, it says, During these encounters, he taught them truths of God's kingdom realm and shared meals with them, i.e. they had connect group. That's what connect group is right there. Jesus instructed them, Don't leave Jerusalem, but wait here until you receive the gift I told you about, the gift the Father has promised. For John baptized you with water, but in a few days from now, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So they had been water baptized. They had received forgiveness through the, through the baptism of water. But there was more. Power was going to arrive. The equipping was going to arrive. You know, and he says, don't go. Stay together. You know, some things, I felt God speak to me about this when, when I was preparing this message. Some things happen, only happen and, and be dropped into your life in a corporate environment. So that's why it's important to come into church. That's important to be around believers, to be praying together. Because sometimes God will minister a blessing or an anointing on a group of people who show up. So, so, uh, so let's remember to stay gathered. But it says, I promise you this, the Holy Spirit will come on you and you will be filled with power. Another version uh, explains it this way. You will be seized with power or you will, uh, you will see... You will seize power. So you will take the opportunity eagerly and decisively. It will come into your life. You will know it. You know, and, and this, one, this one person, this Holy Spirit, 
this, this, this third person of the Trinity, he will come in and he will change everything, you know, and that will be, uh, that'll be look, that'll look different for different people. But I can promise you this, if you spend time in his presence, if you get to know his word, there is nothing that he cannot do through you. And we're going to look a bit uh, at a few examples of that uh, later on, but it goes on to say, and you will be my messengers to Jerusalem, through Judea, through the distant provinces, provinces and the remotest places of earth. So you'll be my messengers, the areas around you, the areas that are familiar, your workplace, your family, your relationships, and in those remote places, the places that you didn't even think God would call you to go. You know, those places where you, you're stepping out and it's unfamiliar and they speak a different language. I didn't think I would be ministering to a group of people for, that don't speak my language, you know, but I've, been, I've just been learning it. You know, and I have great people like Carla here who translates for me. Thank you, Jesus. But, you know, all I, you know, I, I've learned a little bit of Arabic. So, ulala, Carla, which means go see Carla. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but, but God will take you. And Matthew twenty four seventeen, heaven's kingdom will be proclaimed all over the world, providing every nation with a demonstration of the reality of God, a demonstration of the reality of God. You know, this is, this is, you know, spoken about. It's spoken about. Jesus promised it. We are in these times. You know, the demonstration of what God is doing on the earth and he works through us. There are really no special people in the kingdom of God. There are just people who have said yes to the call of God and to keep chasing after it and keep going and not letting the enemy block you, but just keep turning up, keep drawing close, keep listening to his word loudest. So before Jesus was telling the disciples what was going to happen, now here he's telling them how it's going to happen by the power of the Holy Spirit, filling believers to carry his presence with them wherever they go. And the whole world, the whole world needs to know. Uh, the wedding last night, that preacher, I was like, oh, go, you know, talk about Jesus more, you know. <laughs> and you could see them all sitting there and the, the royals sitting there and some of them were like, yeah, really into it. And the others were like really uncomfortable and squirming. And I was like, good, <laughs> you need to hear this, you know. But we need to be demonstrating and convincing and bringing the kingdom of God to earth. We need to be filled. We need to be filled ourselves. If you've never been baptized with the Holy Spirit, we're going to have a time after the end of service where we can pray with you. Or if you just need a, re a, a, a refilling of the Holy Spirit, because this is not something that, you know, happens once and that's it and that's your moment. It's a daily journey in the presence of God. It's a daily filling. Okay, it says in Acts chapter 2, we jumped ahead a little bit. On the day Pentecost was being fulfilled, because it was prophesied, so now it's the fulfillment, all the disciples were gathering in one place. Suddenly they heard the sound of a, a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. The roar of the wind was so overpowering, it was all anyone could bear. So this mighty wind, this was for power. This was for power coming in. When Jesus had breathed into the disciples, he breathed life 
into them. Now this fire, this, this breath was breathing uh, power into their, into their lives. Then all at once a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes, separated tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. You know, I really like that. They were all in one place and this fire came out of heaven, but then it separated and it dropped on each one of you. And it's like, that's what I feel from God when I look at people. It's like, you have a call on your life. God has got something that only you can do to reach this world. His fire is from heaven and it's for a global mission, but he's got something for you individually to do. Okay, they were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and they were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit in languages they had never learned. You know, there are two, I'm not a Greek expert by any means. I I looked this up in the internet the same way as you can do it, but there are two Greek words used and it's like uh, pleru, which means filled inwardly. So equipped for the strength that you need for what you need to do this battle. But in here, it really means the the different version was this pletho, which means filled outwardly, furnished and equipped. This is the anointing of the Spirit for ministry. This is, and all of us here are ministers of the gospel. Every believer needs the filling of the Spirit, both inwardly for life and outwardly for what they're called to do. And there's no one way to be filled filled with the Spirit, you know, we talk about uh, being baptized with the Spirit, and I, uh, I grew up in church, and I, I went away and did my own thing in my 20s and came back to God at the end of my 20s and, and really wanted to, you know, do this the right way and plugged in and chased after Him. And, uh, but I, I, I kind of had a, maybe a, like a religious barrier up or, or something. Like, I was like, I'd hear all these stories about someone say, oh, yeah, and it just like, the Holy Spirit just welled up out of me, and I was speaking in tongues, and it was awesome, and I was like, I've never had that happen. That was, that was not how it happened for me, and I just thought I'd share this this morning, because if I hear people all the time would say, oh, yeah, the gift of speaking in tongues, maybe, maybe God hasn't chosen me for that. God has. It says he will not. He, it says he will give the Holy Spirit to anyone who asks. That's his promise. He will give the Holy Spirit to anyone who asks. So he can't do differently to what he promises. So, and I remember hearing um, a, a story by Lisa Bevere, and she, she was kind of in that same place. She didn't have that moment of, wow, the Holy Spirit is here. But she said she started feeling tingling in her mouth, and she, aware, she was just aware of the presence of God. So she started just speaking it out, just letting it come out. It's like at first, so I started, so I felt it. I was like, so I just started doing it. And at first I'd be like, no, this is me doing it. This is me doing it. But, but I'll just kind of like, no, just push through. That's what the Bible says. Stir yourself up, keep going. So I just kind of like prayed. And then all of a sudden I'd just be aware that the presence of God was with, was with me like the tangible presence of God, or, or I'd suddenly be aware of what I was praying about. And I, and I just became aware that it, it will look different for different people. My other friend, Lee, she, um, she had been through some really tough times. She lived in another town and quite far away, and she had given her life to Jesus. And um, she needed to deal with some stuff. And I said, yeah, the Holy Spirit needs to do that. I don't think you can do that on your own. And I sent her a book of how to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, just a little tract. And her experience was very different. Hers was in her room. She was walking around saying, come Holy Spirit. And then she rings me up after. She's like, 
golly, what happened? I was walking around praying, and then all of a sudden I fell to my knees, and all this gibberish came out of my mouth. I was like, oh, you were baptized with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know, so it doesn't have to look the same way. Don't, don't question it. Just plug in, chase after God. You know, if it's lining up with God's Word, if it's drawing you closer to Him, it's a good thing. Okay. There is more. There is more. It was for us. This moment that Pentecost came all those years ago, it was for us. It was for us today. It wasn't just something that happened then and isn't that great and we remember it with festivals or celebrations. No, it's for us today. The church was birthed in power. It needs to be sustained in power and to continue in power. We as God's spirit, uh, we, the, God's people need the Holy Spirit. In uh, Acts 2 verse 16 says, This is the fulfillment of what was prophesied through the prophet Joel. For God says, This is what I will do in the last days. I will pour out my spirit on everybody. We could just stop there. I'll pour out my spirit on everybody. So don't think, oh, it's just for them. Never think that. I'll pour out my spirit on everybody. And cause your sons and daughters to prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will experience dreams from God. The Holy Spirit will come on all my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. They will speak God's words. I will start revealing signs and wonders in the sky and on the earth below. And, you know, these, I, I definitely recall when these kind of things started happening in my life. And it's new and it's different. And you're like, whoa, how did I know that? You know, it's like, whoa, okay, that, that's still, that's that soft voice that's ministering to me. You start learning and training your ear to be attentive of his guidance in those moments. I stepped out and... Um, the first ministry I ever did, the first message I ever prepared was for a, a scripture group in the local school. And it was like a year three or four group, uh, group and I was writing my message out and Fred will remember these days and Ruthie out in your kids' church, she was probably, we're probably doing kids' church about this time and, and I was preparing this message and I was reading my Bible and researching it because I didn't know the story they were talking about. I didn't know my Bible that well. And so I was writing this out and I was reading and it was, it was a section, it was talking about Samuel and, um, and Saul. And it said, Saul went to go see the seer. And I'm like, what's a seer? I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And I was just like, I was just being drawn to it. And I just kept reading over and over again. And it's like, not out of confusion, just like, just like, like a magnet to the page. And it was God kind of put, equipping me. It was like he was releasing that anointing into my life. And I was like, I eventually discovered, you know, a serious one who sees the visions of God, sees in pictures or dreams or, um, or speaks that way. And that's definitely been the major way that God has spoken to me. But it was only when I stepped out and, you know, started trying, started using, you know, that God put this anointing on there. He's like, okay, she's trying. Let's help her, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and that's what he promises to do. There's there's a, a verse in Psalms 14:12 that says, "The Lord looks down in love, bending over heaven's balcony, looking over all of Adam's sons and daughters, looking to see if there's anyone who acts wisely and who are searching for God, wanting to please Him." 
So he looks over, over us and goes, they're trying, let's help them. You know, that's what God does. And he, he, he equips you at different levels for what you need to operate. He doesn't freak you out by giving everything that you're going to need for the end of time right at the beginning. If you're taking a step, a, a beginning step with the Holy Spirit, you know, take that step, be obedient in that, and he will, and he will bless it. So I'm going to uh, finish up right now, but I just want to reiterate, you cannot afford to be a Christian without the Holy Spirit guiding your life. I have um, one final story. I was in America um, at the beginning of the year. I spent a month in America. I needed a holiday from all this serving God. I'm like, I need to get out of here. I spent a month with my brother in America, and it was a great time. And and throughout the whole month, I kind of had this niggling feeling about my flight. I had it about when I, even when I booked the flight. I was like, there's something wrong. I'm like, God, am I going for too long or whatever it was. And so the morning I was, I was prepared to leave uh, America and come back to Australia. I was in Ohio. And, um, and I felt I was asleep in my room, as you do. I felt like something jolted me awake. And I was like... There's no one here. This is weird. And I was like, I didn't feel anything like scary or, or, or whatever. I'm just like, oh, that was weird. So I'll pray. If you, if you feel like something's weird, just start praying. So I just started praying and God immediately showed me my flight. I was like, okay, right. I'm going to pray for this flight seriously. I've had this thing stirring up. You might have things stirring up in you, but I wasn't paying attention to it. And... Um, I was like, okay, I'm going to just pray in tongues. I'm going to pack my bag because I still need to go home because I still need to catch my two flights and then arrive in Sydney the next day. And then um, I was like, oh, it's just, it just feels weird. And I got to the airport and everything was, um, you know, just a little bit unsettled. And so I just kept praying in the spirit, just kept praying in tongues. And that's what speaking in tongues does. You know, it's when you don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit prays through you. And, um, and I saw the captain. You don't usually see the captain of the flight walk past me. And I was like, right, Jesus, there's something that that man needs to see about this plane. I pray that you show him right now. And we got on the plane and it was a packed plane and everyone was sitting there. And we're sitting there for a long time. And then I hear over the announcement, like, hello, this is your captain. We apologize today, but I've just noticed that the hydraulics very low. I feel like it's a critical situation. We're going to have to disembark this whole plane, put you on new planes, get you to this new location. And I was like, oh my gosh. You know, that's what being in tune to the Holy Spirit will do for you. You know, He'll equip you and He'll protect you. He'll fight for you. He fights for you. He fights for your safety. He fights for your family. He fights to get you to where you need to go. That's ultimately what he does. He's your biggest champion. You know, and he'll convict you and tell you, hey, that's not up. Because he knows that's not good for you. You know, so today, if you're here and you want this, uh, this person that I'm talking about, at the end of service, we're going to pray. But right now, can I ask you all just to close your eyes for me for a second? Because if you don't know Jesus, we've skipped a step. 
this Jesus who died on the cross, he became sin so that us, that we with sin, could be totally forgiven. This perfect and righteous God gave up his life for us so that we can walk completely set free, that we are able to be filled with his spirit. So if there's anyone here, you don't know Jesus, you don't know Jesus like I'm talking about Jesus, like this one closer than a brother. Or if you once knew him but you've walked away, I want to encourage you, put up your hand, say, yeah, Carly, include me in this prayer. This is a prayer of reconnecting with God or connecting with God for the first time. Or if you're just not sure, you don't have that confidence that if you died here today, where you would spend eternity, because the Bible is very clear on that. You need to make sure that you're right with God. You need to make sure your sins are forgiven. So if you're in that category, I want to invite you to put up your hand as well. So if you're in any of those three places, you've never, thank you, I see that hand. If you've never received Jesus, you know he's not your Lord and Savior. You know he's not number one. Or if you just want assurance today, you're putting a line in the sand and saying, yep, I know where I'm going to spend eternity because I've chosen to follow Jesus. If you're in that place, I ask you to pop up your hand as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, often there's a wrestle. I remember when I put up my hand to come out the, to, to give my life to Jesus and there was a wrestle going on. I was shy. Not shy anymore, but I was shy then. If you're just feeling that being held back, I feel, I feel just to say break out of that. Don't let that control you. Let Jesus be the Lord of your life. He will never disappoint you. Awesome. We're going to pray together. If you'd all like to stand and repeat after me. Dear Lord God, thank you for sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross for my sin so that I could be forgiven, set free, and given a brand new start with you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit to be and do everything you ask of me. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, 